Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Animal Cloud podcast, where we dive into what animal care is and what's going on in the industry. Today's guests are Samantha Vitali and Ashley Mytek, the co-founders at Stratasyc. Could y'all please tell us more about who you are and what Stratasyc is? Well, uh, this is Ashley, and I am a veterinarian who also is an anesthesiologist and likes pain management and taking care of critical patients. And we got interested in this realm of telehealth as we were going through our training programs. And we found that there was opportunity to explore how technology improved care. And that's really where our collaborative spirit and creativity came into play. Yeah, hi, and I'm Samantha. I am a veterinarian as well. I did a residency in veterinary neurology at the University of Illinois, which is where I met Ashley. And so I am a veterinarian that practices neurology. Samantha and I bonded as intern and resident mates, which for anybody out there that's doing that can be a little bit of grunt work and long hours, right, Samantha, being on call. <laughs> and so uh, we, we spent many, many hours at the veterinary teaching hospital at, at Illinois. And I think kind of forged, forged a bond over that, over sleepless nights. Yeah, I'm sure. It sounds like being a vet is really hectic, especially in those first few years of residency. But we are so glad to have you on the podcast today. We are so excited to be talking to y'all. So before we really get into the meat of these questions, I just kind of want to know, what is it like to be a vet and to be a specialist? Oh, that's such a great question. Maybe someday I'll figure it out. <laughs> I, 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 so, I mean, for me, I think the, the realm of veterinary specialty medicine is something that not every pet owner is aware of. And that is really this field where there's, you know, your primary care veterinarian who are this tremendous wealth of knowledge where you probably take, if you're a pet owner, your, your pet too for vaccines and wellness. And when they have an ear infection or something's not right, and they're kind of like your primary care doctor that you would go to as a human, um, or if you, you take your kids to a pediatrician, maybe. And then if your pet develops some more complicated disease, just as a human who maybe has heart disease or has cancer, Oftentimes your primary care doc is going to refer you to a specialist and somebody that just does oncology or just does cardiology. And so that's kind of this, this sphere of veterinary specialty medicine. I'd also like to take a point in this time to say hi to Peyton Manwaring and Jessica Schaefer, who are also joining us on this podcast. Do y'all, either of y'all have any questions before we continue on with this? No, I'd like to hear more about being a neurologist in the animal healthcare, just because I'm not somebody who's very knowledgeable on that specialty. I'd really love to hear from Dr. Samantha to get a little bit more intel with that. Yeah, sure. So neurology is everybody's least favorite specialty. A lot of people are a little turned off by it. It can be a very rewarding, but also very challenging specialty. We treat a lot of disorders of the brain. So we see a lot of do dogs and cats with seizures, do a lot of, you know, long-term seizure management. We also treat, you know, other things that can go wrong with the brain, like 
brain cancer, animals that have strokes, there's an autoimmune disease that can happen in the brain. We, we deal with that quite a bit. And so a lot of times when animals have a neurologic problem, they end up needing an MRI or a CT scan, which is something that most general practices don't have. So we end up doing a lot of imaging of both the brain and the spinal cord with MRI and sometimes with CT and interpreting that Neurologists often also do a lot of neurosurgery. So dogs that have back problems and need spinal surgery, cats that need spinal surgery, they would go most cases to see a neurologist and most neurologists do neurosurgery as well. And that part of it can be very rewarding if you've got a paralyzed dog and do surgery and then they walk again, that's, you know, extremely rewarding. So, you know, definitely challenging at times and requires memorizing a, a lot of pathways that nobody really wants to memorize, but you know, it's, it can definitely be rewarding as well. So being a vet and being a specialist, of course, sounds like it's very challenging. There are a lot of things go into it. And so I was curious what inspired y'all to start Stratocyte? And so our viewers who aren't aware of what Stratocyte is, how would you explain it to them? Let me start by saying, you know, what, like you said, Blakely, what, what inspired us to start Stratocyte? So, you know, as Ashley said earlier, we both met during our residencies at the University of Illinois and myself as a neurolo- neurology resident, we saw a lot of patients from all over the state of Illinois. Most people probably don't know quite what the layout is in terms of a veterinary specialty hospitals, but there are handfuls of specialty hospitals in major cities. And then there are universities across the country, you know, veterinary teaching hospitals at universities. But if you're in a rural area, there may not be a veterinary specialist within an hour or two of your home. In Illinois, we happen to have Chicago at the top, which everyone thinks is the entire state of Illinois, but it's not. There's a lot of central and southern Illinois below that, and a lot of it is very rural, and we're located in in central Illinois, and the University of Illinois is in Champaign, which is central and eastern Illinois, and below us, you know, south of us, there's about you know, half the state that doesn't have a specialty hospital. And if they want to take their pet to see a specialist, maybe they've got to go to St. Louis or they've got to drive to Champaign or they've got to drive to Indianapolis, which can be, you know, a two to three hour drive. And I had, you know, cases when I was a resident of wonderful people that lived in Southern Illinois that wanted to see us and they would drive three hours, both ways, just to bring their dog for a 30 minute recheck. Like we had, I had this one couple that were basically like grandparents to me. I mean, they were elderly. It was not safe for them to drive in the winter, three hours, both ways. You know, we only had like six hours of daylight and they were using all of it just to get to their appointment and back every couple months. And we, I started thinking to myself, you know, so much of this I could do for these people remotely. There's so much that we could do helping their primary care vet over the phone or over video. And so just having circumstances like that, where people are having to take time off of work to bring their pet back or losing money or not having someone to watch their children or having to bring six kids with them, or just so many things that were challenging for people, you know, that we started to see opportunities where you know, there's a way that we can help these people without these people having to travel. So that was my, one of my initial inspirations for starting Stratocyte. I was going to just chime in with one thing on that question, Blakely, which is 
as far as the impetus to start Stratasite, the the other aspect is just changing and disrupting the accessibility of specialty veterinary care for many of the reasons that Samantha just, just mentioned, people not having to drive six hours a day, people who are elderly, people that have young kids, that it makes it hard, but also disrupting the way specialty care is delivered from an accessibility standpoint to people that maybe are not as financially secure as some other pet owners. Because when you start to factor in all these other things of taking a day off work or um, having to have childcare to take your dog to the vet or whatever it is, a lot of time the pets that need the specialist the most and the families of those pets that need the specialist the most are the ones that maybe financially are more troubled to do it. And when you start to play with technology and yet maintain that same, same high standard of care, I think we can make specialty care more accessible to pet owners all over the world. That sounds really cool, especially with how you guys are getting into health equity and what it means for different pet owners and different people of different circumstances to, above all else, care for the pet that they know and love. And with all this talk about going a little bit more virtual and making it more accessible, I was curious how much of your work with Stratocyte has been influenced by the veterinary work done during the COVID-19 pandemic, where you saw people deciding to go more virtual and playing with, you know, what's really possible with healthcare? What's possible with talking to my patients in a way that is safe during uncertain times? That's a, a great question. As, as co-founders, I think Samantha and I really saw eye to eye even before COVID on virtual specialty care and we're incredibly passionate about it and believed in it. COVID certainly lit a fire under us from a time standpoint of making the decision, which is hard as a startup, of really leaning into the concept that you have and believing in yourself and the company enough to kind of really go all in. And so COVID, I think for me at least, was that kick in the behind that if I say I believe in this and we do believe in this and we believe in ourselves and we believe in the profession and our, our, you know, our colleagues in the veterinary world, then we, we really need to, to get on this right, right now. And, and COVID was also beneficial because I think it helped our colleagues in the veterinary profession start to be a little more open-minded towards telehealth. Yeah, exactly. I agree. You know, it was, we, we were wanting to do it before COVID and, and as soon as COVID hit, it really helped us to realize, you know, what we're doing has tremendous <laughs> value and we need to do it. Someone's going to do it. And this is the time to get started. And now this is what people are asking for now. You know, people have had experiences with telehealth in their, you know, with their own human physicians or, you know, there, there's the American Veterinary Medical Association has kind of relaxed the rules in some areas about you know, telemedicine and, and veterinary healthcare. And so people are starting to see this as something that is an option and are starting to want it and demand it. And so it was sort of fortuitous timing on our part, um, just in the fact that we were able to kind of start getting this ball rolling. I was going to say, I remember getting a text message from Samantha two weeks into the pandemic, and it said something like, are we doing this? Or are we not doing this? And I happened to be about 
nine and a half months pregnant at the time. And I was like, yes, we are doing this. I need to pop out a baby first, but then we are doing this. So give me another week. If we don't do it, someone's going to do it. Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. And then, so kind of building off of that, how have you guys seen the relationship of televeterinary medicine develop? And how have you seen it become... I feel like there might have been a bit of a stigma before that maybe it didn't have like the best quality care. Have you seen that kind of change and evolve as you've continued working on Stratocyte? I think as far as the profession changing, there still is a stigma with telehealth in veterinary medicine. I think there's still a stigma about telehealth and human medicine, but it, it is slowly changing and COVID really expedited that change. I think we're always going to fight an uphill battle. If you're in telehealth in any company, there's still going to be a segment of your population that is going to say, oh, that's not good enough, or that's not the same standard of care, which I think the data supports that, at least in human medicine, you 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 can do some exceptional things um, with telehealth and maybe reach even more people than you could without it. But as far as it changing and, and evolving, I, I think it's we have start to see that culture change and changing cultures is always the hardest thing to do. So it's been nice to see those baby steps of practitioners who have never used telehealth ever before. And now I've heard veterinarians say, I've heard primary care veterinarians say that their practice has forever been changed and they have clients that want to do only telehealth. They want to be able to text their vet and ask them whatever question is on their mind. And it's just like everything else, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And there's situations where it's never going to be appropriate. Like nobody's having orthopedic surgery via telehealth. Um, And so there's always going to be circumstances where taking your pet to an actual specialty hospital is necessary or is the best option for that pet. And I think just kind of as people are getting used to it and, and accepting of it, they're kind of learning about the balance and situations where, oh, okay, well, you know, this could be a, a good use for, for telehealth or teleconsulting as opposed to, nope, this is a situation where a referral to a specialist is absolutely necessary. Dr. Mitek, you talked a little bit about, about and brought up the fact of Stratocyte actually helping your fellow colleagues and the other veterinarians and and even just the primary care doctors, how do you see this benefiting your colleagues with that kind of work-life balance um, in their practices? Well, I'm a mom and I have three little kids and one of our other co-founders also is a mom with three young kids. And there were definitely some personal struggles having a baby during my residency and having young kids as a veterinarian. And I think everybody, whether they have kids or don't have kids, whether they're married, they're not married, everybody struggles in it in, in life. That's part of life. But in particular for me, the motherhood aspect was really hard. And I remember thinking when I had had you know, young kids. Well, I mean, I still have young kids, but more so like soon after their birth, I remember thinking like, there has got to be a better way to do this. And I realized there was some comfort in knowing that my struggle was the same struggle. So many other veterinarians were having and 
you know, it's important to remember that the veterinary profession is very heavily skewed female. I mean, right now our graduating class is almost 90% female. So I guess until men, men can have babies or (laughs) some type of a medical miracle, I guess, you know, it's very likely a large percentage of our veterinary profession is going to become a mom. And I guess seeing those struggles in my own and thinking about how could we change that dynamic with technology was certainly an impetus for Stratasite. And, you know, one example I'll give is there's a lot of things that specialists can do on the phone or by email or chat or Skype or Zoom. And, you know, you could be holding your newborn infant or nursing your newborn infant doing a, you know, dermatology consult or an ophthalmology consult instead of having to, you know, take that baby to daycare and kind of go through that trauma of, you know, leaving a really little, little, little baby at daycare. And I think, you know, I, I know so many veterinarians that went back to work a week after having a baby (laughs) and, you know, for anybody who's had a baby, that's really, for me, I couldn't, I, I just like physically could not have done that, let alone emotionally. And I have so much respect for the people that do that. But, you know, my hope is that Stratocyte at least will help one mom maybe have a little bit more time with her newborn or have a little bit easier of a transition back to work and have a better work-life balance. So for me, it was really the mom type thing that bothered me that I I saw Stratocyte as a way to fix that. And not just for me, I I don't plan on having, having any more kids, but I'd like for the profession to change and adapt to a lot of women and and motherhood issues. And I think Stratocyte is a reflection of that and is, and is a path forward for discovering a better way for women to practice medicine and maintain a a good work-life balance. Yeah. And as someone who is happily childless, (laughs) plans to stay that way, (laughs) work-life balance has more than one application and, you know, certainly giving specialists the flexibility to, you know, maybe work a few days a week in the clinic and, you know, work from home, you know, a day or two a week and, and be able to go to the gym in the afternoon or spend time with your fur children or spouse or parents or, you know, you know, people that, you know, you want to spend time with hobbies and having the ability, you know, to just walk away and, and decompress and take that mental break as well, I think applies to, to everyone, not just to parents. And so I think a lot of specialists would, you know, be able to really benefit from doing some teleconsulting either as their entire job or as a a part of their job, being able to help lots of animals across the country in a, in a different way than just the ones that are local and can come to their practice as well. One thing that I was curious about is you kind of were talking more about that work-life balance. And I know that work-life balance goes a lot into mental health and how one is feeling with emotionally, mentally, and all of that stuff. So I was curious with compassion fatigue that I think has been a bit of a problem is how can Stratocyte, how do you hope that Stratocyte helps with compassion fatigue? And how do you hope that it helps with vets' mental health? Yeah, that's a great question, Blakely. And 
I don't think a lot of pet owners realize what their primary care veterinarian does in the span of a day. You know, it, people always joke around about, oh, you're so lucky you get to play with puppies and kittens all day. Or people say to me all the time, oh, I always wanted to be a vet, but I just love animals too much. And I think it would make me sad to see them suffer. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's not the part I like, you know, <laughs> it's like, what? and so I think, you know, people don't realize how much goes into their veterinarian's day and what amazing things they do in a daily basis. You know, your primary care vet, they may see your brand new puppy for the first time and give them shots and play with them. And then they go into the next room and have to euthanize a patient of 15 years that belongs to a veteran and it's their emotional support dog. And then the next room, they've got a cat with extremely complicated diabetes that is not responding to any of the treatments that they've tried and their owners refusing to take them to a specialist, or then they've got to do an extremely complicated surgery that maybe they've done once in their career. And, you know, they, they treat skin, they treat ears, they treat eyes, they do dental work, they do spays and neuters, they do more complicated surgeries. And while they're doing their surgeries, they're also the anesthesiologist that's making sure that the pet is alive and well during the procedure. And there's just so much that goes into the day. Like even a routine day is exhausting, you know, and then you go home and you're saying, oh gosh, I hope so-and-so responds to that medication. I hope, you know, Mr. Smith is okay after losing Fluffy. I hope I did my math right. I hope my sutures, you know, hold on that surgery. You know, just when you care, you don't stop caring. When you walk out the door, you care the entire time that pet is alive. And so it can be, it can be a lot. And I think that's the part that a lot of people you can't prepare someone for that. Like you can tell someone in vet school, like, oh yeah, you're going to worry about your patients. But until, until you're in the moment and you're living it every single day, there's no way to prepare for that. And so one thing that I'm so passionate about is if Stratocyte is able to give these veterinarians access to specialty care where they can say, Hey, you know, I've got this diabetic cat and I've done everything I can to try to control its diabetes and he's not doing well. His owner can't travel to see a specialist, but I can call a specialist of, you know, an, an internal medicine specialist that treats diabetes literally all day, every day, and is an expert in it and has published papers in it. And I can call them and I can ask them for advice and they can help me with the case and they can tell me what to do. They're going to sleep really well at night. Cause they're not going to worry about whether they pick the right insulin dose because they had just that one other person say, Hey, you know, I think you're doing a great job. This is what I would do to add to that. And just that additional peace of mind of, of having a buddy that can say, yep, this is how you should handle it. You know, you're doing the right thing. Um, I think that can be, be really, really huge. Samantha and I know a lot about sleep deprivation, <laughs> which is why we're really passionate about creating technology that facilitates sleep for veterinarians because we know what it's like to be deprived of it um, whether it's that you're working too much or you're just worrying about patients and I think we ask a lot of primary care vets like Samantha said they are willing they're wearing 50 billion hats and if we can support them by 
being like, we get it. Nobody knows everything about everything. I may know something about anesthesia. I know nothing about pet wellness. That's not my area of expertise, but I can pick up the phone and I can call somebody who knows about primary care, or I can call somebody who knows about neurology. And so that's what we're about facilitating is networks, teams of people, because we're so much better if we can have a team, especially when it comes to healthcare. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add something. So for my dog, we, I guess her vet, we are family friends with her. And so I think, and we've been going her since my dog was, I guess, when we got her. And so I know like kind of having that personal connection with not just the dog, but also like the family can be like really difficult. And so it's really interesting to hear that, like, hopefully like the, with Stratocyte, it can provide more opportunities to not like have, I guess, like problems occur that you can just talk to someone else, if that makes sense. Well, that's yeah. a great point. Oh, go ahead, Samantha. Oh, no, you can go. It's okay. <laughs> it's a great point because primary care vets, like you just said, have these fantastic relationships with pet owners. And then what happens in the traditional model is the patient gets some serious illness and the primary care vet is doing what they should be doing and they're doing their job and they're, and they say, okay, this is outside my realm of expertise. I want to refer you to a surgeon or an eye specialist, ophthalmologist, whatever. And then that pet goes to that specialist and they lose that connection with the primary care vet. And that primary care vet is the key person because He's known that puppy for years or she's known that puppy for years and they know, oh, well, I gave her this medication for such and such a problem, uh, you know, a while ago and, and this happened. And so with Stratocyte, we are all about maintaining that personal connection from the primary care veterinarian to the pet owner. We want that we want to build the greenhouse for that to continue to flourish. And I think that is a very different approach than this old model of specialty care in some respects. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'll have a patient that comes into my hospital in the middle of the night due to an emergency transfers to me the next morning. And I call the owner and tell them everything, what's going on, what I would recommend. And they're like, okay, great. Well, can um, can you call my vet and tell them that, and then have me, them call me and tell me what to do? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so there's so many instances where people are just so comfortable with their primary care vet, which is great. That's what every primary care vet wants is to have that bond with, with their clients that they need their vet to be involved anyway, just for the peace of mind and the comfort to help them get through that scary situation. And so this is a situation where you know, we're, we're making that happen even in the comfort of their own clinic. I just want to say thank you both so much for coming on here today. I've really had a blast learning and I'm sure our listeners have too. Before we kind of wrap it up, would, do either of you have anything else you want to say? Anything that you feel is just, this is who we are. This is what I want to leave you with. This is what I think is important or any misconceptions about what you're doing that you think you'd like to clear up in these last few minutes. And I think we have you know, covered quite a bit of kind of what Stratocyte is and, and what our goals and aspirations are and what we hope to do for the veterinary community. We hope that our application will be 
available, you know, in the next couple of months and that we'll be able to get lots of primary care veterinarians involved and lots of specialists involved. And I think it's just important to emphasize that what we're doing is what's called teleconsulting. And so it is based on a relationship between the primary care vet and the specialist, as opposed to pet owner to specialist. And so this is something where if you're excited about what you're hearing and you're a pet owner, definitely, you know, maybe mention to your veterinarian that this is something that's on the horizon and could be, you know, valuable for their practice. Thank you so much for joining us, Doctors Vital and MyTech. It was such a blast getting to learn more about StratoPsych. This is some really innovative stuff. I am super excited for y'all. And I really am so excited that we got to do this podcast. And I hope our listeners really enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys again for climbing. If you guys want to connect with us on social media, our Instagram is Animal Cloud Campus. And our Facebook has now changed to also the Animal Cloud Campus. So check us out there. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn at Animal Cloud Device Connectivity or go to our newly redone website at www.animal.cloud. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Animal Cloud Podcast. Bye.